What's up everybody, I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Go, 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 Today. Guess what, I forgot what episode this is. <laughs> uh, that never happens to me. I'm I'm lost. I have no idea. Sixty four. Yeah, bitch. We are way into June. Okay. Um. What? Sixty four. <laughs> Speaking of today, today we're gonna talk about ADHD. Good old fashioned ADHD. So ADHD. A lot of people went and went. Okay. Words. <laughs> this is not scripted. <laughs> I had asked for input on a status a while ago. And so we're just kind of batching these episodes where people were asking about certain things. And so somebody had asked about adult ADHD. Let's clear this up. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no diagnosis that is adult ADHD. Okay. Like I don't have adult depression. I just had <laughs> depression. Just, uh, it's just, just ADHD. A catch-all. it's a catch all for all ages. Yeah. Um, if you have ADHD, you could be six or you could be 96. Like yep. it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think at 96 though, you probably just don't give a fuck. No. Nope. Um, so I'm so distracted right now because <laughs> my watch is buzzing. My phone is buzzing. Okay. So ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I don't know exactly what year they took away ADD and DSM-5, they removed ADD. Okay. So DSM-5, they have, so in the DSM-4, there was ADD and then ADHD, and then they combined them together to remove ADD, which was attention deficit disorder. So they just combined it. And then now you have to put specifiers on when you are diagnosing someone three. So it's the combined type, the inattentive type and the hyper type or the hyperactivity. So there's one where it's just really hard for you to pay attention and focus. The other one, you have a lot of extra energy. And then the combined presentation is you have both. Um, So I have ADHD combined, um, makes a hundred percent sense in my mind. Um, So what I did for a little bit of research, I did, um, I just completed a 30 hour training. So now I am an ADHD CCSP, which is a certified clinical services provider for ADHD. I got to put do not disturb on dude. It, people are just fucking wiling out right now. That's because they know you're talking about ADHD and they want this episode to be genuine and they want to fuck you up. Bro, right and I did not even take my pills today because I was like, you know what? It's the weekend. You're supposed to take medication holidays. We'll talk about that in a minute. But like, it's the weekend. You really don't have anything that you need to focus on besides recording. And Steph is enticing to you. So you like to focus on Steph. So it's not like you'll be bored. And now I'm just like, my pocket's back. I can't do much. Squirrel, glitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't even know why this is open in front of me anyways. Um, so I completed a training, right? So I can be somebody who helps or it can be like an ADHD coach or it can be somebody who helps people move through their ADHD or their symptoms from it. So through that training, a lot of it was focused on kids and how to address them in the classroom medications. Like, and I will say that I think it is I don't want to say way harder because I feel like that's being dramatic, but there's a lot more challenges 
in coaching a child or somebody under the age of 18 versus coaching an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's so insight when you're a kid. Yeah. Well, and they also have such freedom and access to go mm-hmm. and try out the things that they need to try out to maybe make their life easier for them versus a kid. I'm relying on the parents to go do these things. And like, it just, it's too much. Well, it's not too much, but like, it's, it's more challenging. I will say yeah. when working with kids. Um, so ADHD is a neurodevelopmental disorder. Sorry, I was choking <laughs> a neurodevelopmental disorder. So this is the most researched mental health disorder um, most studied, I think a lot of times it goes, a lot of kids have been misdiagnosed. A lot of kids who experience trauma, I think have been mm-hmm. misdiagnosed as ADHD, which is why Steph and I all the time are talking about like symptomology does not equate to that exact diagnosis. Yep. There are so many things that go into diagnosing you that it's not just you meeting this criteria because again, trauma, depression, anxiety, ADHD, I, there's a fuck ton of overlap. They can all overlap, right? So that's something that needs to be important. So it's the most researched and what people don't understand too, right? I think ADHD gets this bad rap of like, oh, it's just, you can't pay attention. Oh, you have answers. You're just hyper. You're just hyper. Like, no, it's not that, that we're hyper. It's the way that we produce and metabolize neurotransmitters like dopamine and norepinephrine that we, that, that we don't have enough of them and they, they just go away. And so it's hard. So we, it's a lot of people are thinking like, oh, you know, you're just hyper. Oh, it's because you have too much sugar and blah, blah, blah. They're just flaky. There's actual differences in the areas of the brain that light up. It's easier to tell and see in children when they do brain scans versus adults, not that you can't see it in adults, but it's easier for kids, right? Cause everything's firing. So a lot of people like, oh, it's sugar. It's too much screen time. Like my favorite thing when I was listening to the TED talk of the one girl who has resources that we'll talk about later on when we talk about like, Hey, how do you fucking handle this? Um, correlation does not equal causation. So just because some people have sugar and they get a little bit hyper case in point, me doesn't automatically equate to them having ADHD. It definitely can, can mimic it. Right. Like, but I can be hyperactive when, when having just glasses of water. So like, it doesn't, that just because somebody it can is, exacerbate things, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And just because somebody can, you know, be focused on the screen for six hours, doesn't mean that they don't have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're paying interested. attention. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I want to, I want to play the game. I don't want mm-hmm. to learn about math. I could give a fuck about math. I yep. want to, you know, race Mario carts with my friends. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck? Like the same way you can watch um, the fucking Packers all day long on Sunday, but you can't get a report turned in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, um, so on paper, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be as serious. Right. But what, and like, so when we're talking about like, oh, it's just your flake or, oh, it's just this, or like, oh, so you're a little hyper. What people don't understand is, is once you start to look at how those changes impact your life. And as you grow older, like that looks like divorce. That looks like getting fired from jobs. That looks like excessive spending into credit card debt. That looks like, you know, struggling with addiction. Like it's Mm -hmm. all of those things. So it is a really huge issue in our society that goes undiagnosed or mistreated or, or whatnot, because an ADHD left in children left untreated then into adults starts to form into depression because, or there's a, it's a comorbid disorder because then it's, 
you know, you're, you're taught constantly of like, oh, and be like your peers and blah, 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 and like fit in and blah, blah. And so you're looking at everybody being able to complete tasks or reports or do all these things. And then you're shaming yourself on the inside of like, well, why can't I do that? Why can't I get on that track? Why can't I be on that train? You know, it's why did I think for kids though, right? I used yeah. to see so many kids at the place that we worked at who they were so sad because they were constantly getting in trouble because they couldn't help it. And people were constantly yelling at them. All they knew how to seek was negative attention. Yeah. And then it leads to them feeling like shit and it yes. sucks and it's sad. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So like most mental health disorders, it's on a spectrum, right? Just because you may struggle with, you know, focus and attention doesn't automatically equate you have ADHD. And just because your ADHD looks like something doesn't mean it looks like something for somebody else. Like mm-hmm. I, I know that I have ADHD, but I, I am on time for everything. If not early, mm-hmm. I hate, hate, hate not being on time. That is a huge thing though, for people with ADHD is being on time to things because it's that it's, it's just, we, we have a warped sense of time. Right. And then it starts to tap into those executive functioning skills that we really struggle with time management, organization, um, forgetting things, you know, planning. Yeah. All of those things. So it, it really struggles into that. I think the, the reason that isn't necessarily an issue for me is because from being a young kid, my mom is somebody who works on my mom's a beautician. So she works with clients on a time basis. Mm-hmm. So I've seen how that directly impacts somebody. My dad was a bus driver. I've seen how that directly impacts people's lives. If he wasn't to, if he was to be late or not on time. So I think because I had that reinforcement consistently throughout my life that it, it made it so like that wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like there was mm-hmm. so much repetitive talk about it. And now even being somebody who is on appointment basis, like I I always think about, okay, I don't want to be late for my clients because I don't like when they're late for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm not late for them. So I expect that same respect in return. And the same goes with my other appointments. Like I'm a client-based person. So if I'm going to get a service done, like my nails or, you know, eyebrows or things like that, I'm not going to be fucking late because mm-hmm. that's their time and energy. So I think that if there is enough coaching being put into some of these areas that have deficits, you absolutely can learn to cope with the struggles that you face or that you have. So basically that's in this training that I did, basically that's what it turned out to be. It wasn't like there is these, you know, I think a lot of like depression, anxiety, some of those, um, mental health disorders, we talk a lot about mindset, right? And a lot about um, like really challenging your thoughts and showing up for yourself. That's really not what ADHD is. It's realistically like coaching. It's like structure, it's rigidity, it's routine, and it's getting that routine down and solidified. So then you can start to see, you know, that what is forthcoming from those repetitious actions. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. if they say for like um, somebody who's being traded for ADHD, you should have more of a coaching style approach, like maybe meeting three times a week for like 10 to 15 increments and then send that person on their way or like having, you know, a five minute check-in daily because that's what it's needed. That sustained attention and energy in a 60 minute session isn't enough. Mm-hmm. So I also sense? think setting small weekly goals between yes. sessions is super yes. important. That's what I do it's, with my clients. Yes. It's huge. It's yes. absolutely huge. Attainable and goals. Yes. That's the keyword. Small, yes. small goals, small goals that build onto the next thing. So there are parts of DBT that absolutely work with it, right? Like of sure. building those small goals. But I like when we talked about, we haven't done a, a recording on atomic habits, have we? No, we did a masterclass on it. 
Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. So, what? There's huh. this person that lives in the building across from me that thinks uh-huh. it's 1996 and they just want to bump their music. And okay, it's so annoying to me. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. I love loud music, but like when your speakers are blown out and your whole car is shaking and that's what it sounds like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's so, f- oh my God, I'm so annoyed. See, I don't have ADHD, but I'm distracted now by this fucking yeah. stupid ass car. Well, realistically, I feel like that that's it. That's that's the whole episode. It's like you need to figure out what areas you're struggling with, what executive functions you're struggling with. Is it the planning? Is it the organization? Is it um, time management? Like, what is it? What needs to tackle? Like, and just write down where that shows up in your life of like, I'm late to work every day, or I can't get this done, or I can't get this accomplished, or, you know, I really struggle with this. Okay, let's write those things down and then bring that to the therapist or the coach. And then that's when you start making the action plan. Mm-hmm. And it's Again, just though, nothing's going to change if you're not taking action. Nothing changes if nothing changes. If you're just complaining about how hard it is to do things, then you will forever keep framing that in your mind that it's hard yep. to do those things, right? Like, is test is testing hard for me? Yes, absolutely. But do I need to do it? Does that still need to happen in areas of my life? Yes, absolutely. So it makes no sense to me. Like, oh, I'm so hard on mm-hmm. budgeting man, fucking budgeting was a big one for me. That was my coping skill, right? I didn't fall into addiction. I fell into, well, I guess addiction and like spending money. Mm-hmm. Like that was the thing for me of like, oh, I, I just don't want to budget. Like that's too hard for me. I can't do that. My brain doesn't work with math, blah, 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 blah. You have to figure out how it works for you. Like the way that I do my budget now, I'm almost like obsessive about it. Like I check my bank every single day, not usually on the weekends, but every single day, move money around where it needs to be. And because it feels like I'm focusing on what I can control instead of focusing on out of all of the things that may be due or all of the things that I got to pay, I'm focusing on what I can control. And that's, you know, managing the money that is in that account and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this has help, helped explain maybe some of the, the thought process behind ADHD, what it is, what it seems like, what it could show up as, and understand that like the, the guidelines that we go by and the symptomology, the symptoms that show up aren't going to be the same for everybody. So again, this is not us diagnosing anybody, please. We love hearing from you guys. We do. What we can't do is give out assessments in our DMs. Mm-hmm. We cannot do that. We love and want to support each and every one of you. And we will always say that the best way for us to love and support you guys is if you feel that you are really struggling with something, please, please, please reach out and find a therapist. We have an episode on how to find a therapist. Mm-hmm. It, it's short and concise, straight to the point. So please um, check that out. Uh, Some of the resources that I came across when doing this is the woman who did the TED Talk has a YouTube channel called How to ADHD. Mm -hmm. There is a podcast that I follow and I've got to pull it up because it's relatively new to me. ADHD Rewired. Mm. Mm -hmm. Eric Tibbers. So that is also a podcast that you can listen to the mirroring that I was talking about, you can type in mirroring on YouTube, search it, it'll pop up. Um, setting also time. a fuck ton of apps for like yes. scheduling and getting yes. tasks done and being able to check things off. I am like an old school, traditional pen and paper kind of girl. So same, same, you know, and I also feel like that's creating, um, that mind to mental connection of being yeah. able to write it down. I'm just searching. Cause I know the one is going to pop up. Flora is one. Hmm. It's that one. 
that's the one that I was thinking about Flora, but they have a bunch of different apps. Like I put in like trackers, trackers are a huge way to be able to, um, continue with the progress that you're making too, mm -hmm. of like checking off the boxes. Right. But then also being able to review after a month's time or however many, like maybe you set it for a week or whatever to be able to review, okay, what am I accomplishing? What am I not accomplishing? Sure. And it really then helps you hone in and focus on those goals that you have and like, how am I moving towards them? So we love you guys. You can find us at rewriting her story podcast on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Steph at the spooky therapist. You can find me at BEA underscore XO 11, both on Instagram questions, concerns, comments, please email us. We would love to cover any topics that you would like. Um, we'd love to hear feedback. So let us know if there's anything that we can do for you in the sense of getting a topic out there or something that you want addressed. We love you and until next time. Bye. Bye.